I'm Paul Wagner. Join me as I dig deep into the mysterious case of the Potomac River Rapist. Listen to Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's award-winning American Nightmare podcast series, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Also ahead... A local school leader used an ableist slur, now apologizing. I'm Shana Stulen. A final farewell to an Arlington resident killed while on an island vacation. I'm Sandy Kozell. High inflation and interest rates still haven't shaken a strong job market in 10 minutes. Mark Hamrick with more on how this picture can stay that way. 5 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Stacey Lynn in Washington. Just a little over two weeks until the midterms, and both sides think they have the momentum going in. Here's CBS's Christopher Cruz. Democrats are dealing with the headwinds of inflation and high gas prices while they try to make points and gain votes by criticizing Republicans on abortion and voting rights. They hope forgiving student debt will motivate younger voters to go to the polls. Republicans are focused on ending Democratic control of Congress. They're talking about the economy, crime, and immigration. While it's still early, voter turnout for the 2022 midterms appears to be on pace to shatter some records. More than 5.8 million ballots have already been cast across 39 states. If you were hoping to get help soon with piling up student loan bills, you gotta wait. The president's loan forgiveness program has been put on hold. Our Catherine Harridge with details. The Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals issued a stay, which will prohibit the government from, quote, discharging any student loan debt. The court says it must first rule on an emergency request by Republican-led states to block the policy. A lower court already said their challenge to the program lacks standing. Still waiting to learn if former President Trump will testify after being formally subpoenaed by the House January 6th committee. Correspondent Scott McFarland. In the letter accompanying the subpoena, they write the evidence demonstrates that you knew this activity was illegal and unconstitutional and also knew that your assertions of fraud were false. Trump's former top aide and ally Steve Bannon would not testify. He snubbed his subpoena and was just sentenced to four months in prison. Libraries across the country are facing increasing calls to ban books. CBS's Elaine Keanu is in Jamestown, Michigan. A recent study found more than 1,600 books were banned in more than 5,000 schools in 32 states. More than 40% of the books focus on LGBTQ subjects, and more than 60% have primary characters of color or address issues of race. Russian airstrikes have intensified in Ukraine. More than a million people are now without power, but President Zelensky says Ukrainians will not back down. Together, we are now showing that Ukrainian life cannot be broken. Even if the enemy can leave us temporarily without power, it will never succeed in leaving us without the desire to make things right, to mend and return them to normal. On the road to the World Series, the Astros beat the Yankees 5-zip last night in the ALCS Game 3. They move within one win of the sweep. In the NLCS, the Phillies have a 3-1 lead over the Padres, and a win this afternoon would send the team to its first World Series since 2009. This is CBS News. If you need to hire, you need Indeed, because Indeed's all-in-one hiring solution helps you attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. Visit Indeed.com credit. 503 on Sunday, October 23, 2022. 37 degrees in Manassas. Isolated showers expected today. Highs in the mid-60s.
Good morning to you. I'm Liz Anderson. The top local stories we're following this hour. Two pedestrians in two different counties are dead after being struck by cars. One in Montgomery County, the other in Prince George's. Montgomery County police and fire responded to Mid-County Highway and Miller Fall Road a little before 845 last night. They found a man in the roadway and he was pronounced dead there. Meanwhile, in Prince George's County, officers responded to the intersection of Martin Luther King Jr. Highway around 810 last night. They found a man who was unresponsive and he also was pronounced dead. The drivers in both incidents remained on scene. Investigators in both counties working to figure out what happened right before each pedestrian was struck. A member of the Prince George's County Council is quitting after his appointment to a county watchdog role stirred controversy. Council member Todd Turner said he was stepping down, saying in a statement that he's making the move in the best interest of the county. Other members of the council expressed concern over Turner's appointment as executive director of the county's Office of Ethics and Accountability. They wondered whether he was too closely aligned with County Executive Angela Alsbrooks. The one member expected speculated that Turner's appointment as the county chief watchdog would damage the office's credibility. A woman is recovering from her injuries after being attacked and robbed on an escalator at the Columbia Heights Metro Station. Metro Transit Police say the robber hit the 54-year-old woman as she entered the station. She was robbed of a bag and a scooter. The victim was taken to a hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. A Fairfax County school leader is apologizing. She was caught on mic using a slur about people with intellectual disabilities. This happened during a school board meeting Thursday. In a video of the meeting, at-large board member Karen Keyes-Gamara is heard using the offensive word as an audience member tries to address the board. The county's parents association says the school sent out a letter calling the use of the word unacceptable under any circumstances. Keyes-Gamara since posted an apology online, says she was frustrated, wanted the board to allow a parent to finish her point and that she hopes the community can find a way to forgive her lapse. Shana Stulen, WTOP News. In Arlington on Saturday, a visitation and a funeral was held for a civil rights leader who was shot and killed while on vacation earlier this month. It was a sad farewell for Kent Carter, a realtor and vice president of the NAACP's Arlington branch, who police say was the victim of gang activity on Turks and Caicos, where he was vacationing, celebrating his 40th birthday. One of those remembering him fondly at his funeral at Mount Olive Baptist Church was his friend, Chris Brown. He was a CEO, he was a brother. He was a protector, a leader, a Masonic brother, a motivator. He had confidence, empathetic, a consummate professional, and somebody will always remember and miss. Carter was also an Army veteran who served in Afghanistan. Sandy Kozell, WTOP News. Police in Turks and Caicos have arrested and charged a person of interest in Carter's October 2nd killing. The Whitman Walker Foundation raises over a half million dollars as they look to expand their footprint in Southeast D.C. The 36th annual 5K Walk to End HIV was held at the Max Robinson Center and continues their mission to end HIV in the district. Executive Director Abby Fenton says the money will help support a new building on the St. Elizabeth's campus. This is something that Whitman Walker has dreamed of for years. We always wanted to expand our footprint over in Southeast and do something, and we're so excited that now we can be on St. Elizabeth campus and we can bring uh, care to 10,000 more patients a year. The new facility will have what she calls wraparound care. We're doing research out of the new facility. We'll have mammography and x-ray. 
So we hope to be a one-stop shop for folks. Meteorologist Chuck Bell from our news partner NBC4 was one of the co-hosts of the event. Ralph Fox, WTOP News. Coming up after traffic and weather, seems the job market is still strong, even with high inflation and interest rates. But can this picture stay strong? We'll hear from Bankrate.com's Mark Hamrick in minutes. It's 5.07. Everything I know about marijuana, I learned back when me and my friends had mullets. Yeah, I guess I got some catching up to do. And I'm curious about medical marijuana. It's legal in my state, I think. But is it right for me? Ugh. Where can I get reliable, professional answers to my questions? The answer to that question is Veriheal. V-E-R-I-H-E-A-L dot com. Medical marijuana can be complicated, even confusing. You want trustworthy answers without jumping through hoops or waiting to see a doctor. I'm a curious guy, but I'm a cautious guy, too. I need trustworthy information, reliable answers to my questions. So Veriheal sounds good. Tell me more. Veriheal.com is your single source for facts about medical marijuana and to pre-qualify online. Private and secure, quick and easy. Get started today with easy financing. V-E-R-I-H-E-A-L. Convenience is why we're here. Trust is why we're number one. Veriheal.com. 508. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off a train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Let's go to Carlos Ramirez in the traffic center. Thanks, Liz. Very good morning to you. We'll start off on 66. Of course, VDOT did say that uh, 5 a.m. was kind of the cutoff point for the work zones. However, as of now, looking to the cameras, I see all of my work zones still between the Beltway and the Fairfax County Parkway. You will have multiple work zones where you're only going to have a single lane getting by. Just be ready to be moved over to the center of the roadway, and then over to the left as you head over towards the Fairfax County Parkway. As you make your way on the eastbound side, you should have a right lane blocked headed past 123. Not going to see any slowdowns, though. I'm looking at the camera at Nutley Street, headed westbound on 66. I do see a few VDOT trucks kind of maneuvering around the cones. Very likely that they're just getting ready to pick these things up. Just be nice and careful through the area. I'm not seeing any delays right now. Despite only having a single lane, you will make great time. Just be extra careful. Don't bump into any cones or any vehicles picking up the cones inbound side of 395 across the fort uh, on the southeast southwest freeway after the case bridge headed towards the third street tunnel still got crash activity there follow police direction through the area still hearing about a crash at the intersection of georgia avenue and kennedy street for the most part i am seeing delays but there are plenty of workarounds should be able to get past that one without any issue as well across the bay bridge two-way traffic on the eastbound span of the bay bridge no delays because of that one i-95 bw parkway i-270 the icc they're all completely up to speed. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Now to Storm Team 4 meteorologist, Samara Theodore. High temperatures climbing into the mid-60s, upper 60s for some this afternoon. While the day starts off dry and quiet, uh, we are cloudy out there. This afternoon, we do have a chance for some showers. Those showers will primarily set up shop along I-95 and east, with some of the heavier rain falling across the bay. By your Monday, we're mostly sunny and dry, highs in the low 70s. Tuesday, partly sunny, high temperatures in the low 70s. Wednesday, partly sunny, mid-70s. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Samara Theodore. Right now it's 48 degrees in Hyattsville, 37 degrees in Fredericksburg, and 54 degrees in Easton, Maryland. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate.
It's 5-11. Now to the economy. High inflation and high interest rates still haven't shaken a very strong job market. The number of Americans filing for unemployment aid dropped the past week, down 12,000 to 214,000. But can the job picture stay strong? Mark Hamrick, senior economic analyst for Bankrate.com, joined WTOP's Sean and Hillary with analysis on jobless claims after Hurricane Ian. Certainly in the sense of Florida, they had an initial rise, I would say not as large as what I expected. And while their claims are elevated, they are coming down even from a recent week. And then broadly, nationally, we're at the lowest level in about a month in the low 200,000 range. So the job market from everything we can see seems to be cooling, but there's no rush to the unemployment lines, the virtual unemployment lines. Hey, Mark, we're a couple of weeks away from another Fed meeting. Still on track for more interest rate hikes? We sure are, and that'll be likely the fourth 75 basis point move or three quarters of 1%. And it's because, as we discussed, the most recent inflation data came in hot and hotter than expected. And so the Federal Reserve has only recently begun to sort of creep into above neutral or slightly restrictive interest rates. It wants to get above the rate of inflation with its benchmark rate, which is just above 3%. As we know, inflation's running a lot hotter than that. Are there indications these high interest rates have started cooling the economy overall? Well, yes, I think broadly speaking, we've certainly seen the impacts in the stock market and a bear market for quite some time. And the housing market, obviously, in something of a deep chill. We heard about how existing home sales have declined once again and are off 24% from a year ago because we have mortgage rates, by our measure, near 7% or at the highest level since 2006. So that creates a huge affordability hurdle. And I think we'll see more of this. But activity broadly is hanging in there across the biggest part of the economy. While our economy has proven so far to be rather resilient, there's still a lot of talk about these Fed rates possibly kicking off a world recession. Anything on that? I think Europe will be first in that uh, department simply because they're having to deal with the very high heating costs. We're seeing some relief on the food cost front coming out of Ukraine. The U.S. probably is in the best position, but uh, we may not be able to skirt a recession. Ultimately, the question is, how serious is it? And I think we can avoid recessions like the last two that we had. That's Bankrate.com's Mark Hamrick on Skype. Coming up on WTOP, the Caps come from behind to win. Details on the way with Frank Hanrahan. It's 514. Hi, I'm Frank, owner of a plumbing company and an expert in fixing the leaks in your house. However, I was also finding leaks in my marketing plan. New jobs weren't flowing in and our outreach to potential customers kept getting clogged. Finally, we had enough and called 2060 Digital. Their team of experts became an extension of our marketing team and developed a custom strategy to reach our customers where they lived. Instead of paying for TV ads that reach anyone, we're targeting our videos to people looking for plumbers within the driving range of our trucks. Instead of being on the second page of search results, we're ahead of the other guys and are the top result for people searching for plumbers in key neighborhoods. Instead of losing to the competition, we're flushing them down the drain. Now our office is overflowing with leads. See what they can do for you by visiting 2060digital.com. 2060 Digital building campaigns that connect. 
Let Meadows Farms Nurseries help you prepare for the winter with mulch madness. Four bags of shredded hardwood mulch for just $15.55. That's four bags for $15.55. And these are the big bags, three cubic feet. That's four bags for $15.55 for all Meadows Farms VIP customers. You can sign up to be a VIP customer at any of their 17 nurseries or go to meadowsfarms.com for more details. Limit 100 bags per customer. Hurry, offer ends October 26. Meadows Farms Nurseries, plant a little happiness. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Here's Frank Hanrahan. Capitals dug themselves a two-zip hole, but they roared back in the uh, third period, scoring four goals. Caps beat the L.A. Kings 4-3 to three at Capital One Arena. It was Nick Dowd, John Carlson, Marcus Johansson getting in on the mix. Lars Eller also with the goal as the Capitals improve to 3-3 three and three on this very young season. Maryland becomes bowl eligible. 6-2 and two record after beating Northwestern 31-24 in College Park. Roman Enby, three touchdown runs for the Terps. Navy, though, loses to Houston 38-20. Howard homecoming, beating Delaware State 35-17. Commanders plays quarterback Carson Wentz, injured reserve. He sidelined at least four games. Wentz broke his finger in the win in Chicago. So now it's Taylor Heineke at quarterback Sunday, 1 o'clock, when the Commanders take on the Green Bay Packers. Both teams offensively. Big-time woes, only averaging 17 points a game for both teams. A lot of home runs again for the Phillies as they come back and beat San Diego 10-6. And now the Phillies up 3-1, just one win away from going to the World Series. Same for the Houston Astros after beating the Yankees 5-zip. They're also now up 3-zip in the ALCS. I'm Frank Hay and Rand, WTOB Sports. The top stories we're following for you on WTOP. President Biden is optimistic about next month's midterm election. This as the latest polls show Democrats are losing some of their summer momentum. They're dealing with inflation and gas prices. Meanwhile, Republicans looking to end Democratic control of Congress and are focused on the economy, crime and immigration. China's President Xi Jinping is named to another term as head of the ruling Communist Party there. The 69-year-old is expected by some to try to stay in power for life. Enchanting crowds rallied in Berlin, L.A., and right here in D.C. yesterday to show solidarity with protesters facing a violent government crackdown in Iran. The demonstrations were sparked by the death of a 22-year-old woman in the custody of Iran's morality police. Stay with WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. It's 5 17. There's a new documentary out about the last known slave ship to arrive in the U.S. She's called the Clotilda. The program descendant tells the story of the 110 people aboard the vessel in horrific conditions who were brought to the U.S. on a bet in 1860, even though the importation of enslaved from Africa was banned in 1808. The survivors tried to return to Africa after being freed by Union soldiers in 1865, but didn't have enough money. They founded a new settlement called Africatown in Alabama, and some of their descendants live there to this day. Director Margaret Brown says she hopes those who see the film walk away with a little bit of history rewritten for them and that they are emotionally moved by the resilience of this community. Allison Keyes, CBS News. It's 518. Traffic and weather on the 8s. Here's Carlos in the traffic center. Thanks, Liz. Good morning. 
Granted, on the inbound side of 395, the accident scene is right by the 3rd Street Tunnel. Looks like we may even have some activity on the entrance to the 3rd Street Tunnel. Don't have it in camera right now. Steering the reports over the scanners that there is an incident there. Inbound 395 right by the 3rd Street Tunnel. If you happen to have eyes on it, would love a little clarification here. If you happen to see it, of course, and it can get us that information safely, check your WTOP app for all those options for you all to get in communication with us here in the traffic center. Back down in Virginia, while we're not seeing very many delays between the Beltway and 123, there is a work zone. Well, technically, it's several work zones, but they all kind of blend in with each other. Uh, between the Beltway and 123, you should have just a single lane getting by. As you head past Nutley Street, a listener did say that for a brief moment, you get two lanes, but you quickly go back down to one between 123 and Route 50. Now, I am seeing a bit of a delay start to pick up here right past the Route 50 exit. It could be because, well, the ramp to Route 50 westbound has been closed throughout the overnight hours. They said 9 a.m. was when they were going to clear it, and it seems like they are in the process of doing so. And uh, because of that, it starts to get a little crowded there. Again, westbound 50, or correction, westbound 66 past 50, a little slow through that area as they clear up the work zones. Eastbound side of 66, up to speed towards the Beltway. I-95 looks great. Outer loop of the Beltway across the Wilson Bridge is up to speed, headed towards Oxen Hill. All uh, roads headed towards Southern Maryland, looking great. No issues on 210 Branch Avenue or 301. Across the Bay Bridge, they're still running two-way traffic on the eastbound span. BW Parkway, uh, looks like we are getting reports of a new crash. This one's going to be on the northbound side, headed towards 175. The far right lane is currently blocked with no delay so be ready to move over to the left. With the game of life scratch off from the Maryland Lottery, all roads lead to fun. Play for your chance to win up to a million bucks instantly. Please play responsibly. The game of life is trademarked by Hasbro. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Now to Storm Team 4 meteorologist Ryan Miller. And taking a look at temperatures right now, we are uh, pretty much in the 40s area-wide. In the metro region, we're in the 40s. Off towards the uh, Shenandoah Valley, dealing with some 30s this morning. And it looks like through the day today, we're going to have increasing cloud cover. A couple of showers are possible from I-95 to points east of Washington, Prince George's County, and Arundel County, Calvert County, and then over towards the eastern shore. If you are going to be west of D.C. into the Shenandoah Valley today, well, you'll see abundant sunshine. So it's really where you're going to be location-wise, what weather you're going to see. As a coastal storm continues to push to the north, that's going to decrease the cloud cover overnight. It looks like we'll be into the uh, middle to upper 60s for highs today. Tomorrow, a warmer day and a brighter one for all of us with sunshine, lower 70s. Sunshine, lower 70s on Tuesday. Tuesday and partly sunny with lower 70s on Wednesday. 48 degrees in D.C., 42 in Manassas, and Liz right now in Frederick, Maryland, we're at 37. Thanks so much, Ryan. The forecast brought to you by Len the Plumber, trusted same-day service seven days a week. Coming up on WTOP, why Governor Glenn Youngkin ruffled some feathers on Twitter. It's 521. When your back pain is your foot's fault, this is Dean's story. It was affecting me when I walked, which is a kind of a common activity. Dean's chronic back pain had become a pain in the you-know-what. At first, I just sort of ignored it, but eventually, everything catches up to you. Physically and mentally. Back pain affects your mood. It really does. But that's not the only connection Dean made. A friend of mine suggested I go to the Good Feet store. I was a little confused. Why would I need a foot store? My feet are fine. But he thought, what the heck? He had nothing to lose. They took impressions of my feet, and with the footprint, they were able to get me a personalized arch support that, like, lifted pressure off my back. Hmm. So the source of your back pain was right under your toes. It's something maybe I should have known, but I found out in the nicest possible way. 
See how Arch supports work for you with a free fitting. The Good Feet Store has seven locations in Greater D.C. and in Greater Baltimore. Visit goodfeet.com to book your appointment today or just stop by. Did you hear the news? There's a new team in town. D.C. News Now, your new local TV station. We've got more reporters in the field than anyone else in four locations throughout the DMV, covering all the news that impacts you. We have late news that's not too late. Join me, Chris Flanagan, for D.C. News Now at 9. Mornings, evenings, and late news that's not too late. Visit dcnewsnow.com slash watch to check your local listings. We'll see you Virginia there. is for families, all sorts of families. My family, your family, your neighbor's family, for families of all species, for beach chair sitting families and paddleboard standing families, for families that like to camp outside and the ones that would rather museum inside. Yep, we got plenty of those to choose from. For mountain hiking families and would rather hang out by the pool resort going families. Come to think of it, that's more my speed. So in conclusion, Virginia has all sorts of things your family could love. So come love it for yourself. Furnished by the Virginia Tourism Corporation. This is WTOP News. It's 523. Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin caused a stir on Twitter. In a post, Youngkin said Virginia wouldn't adhere to CDC mandates requiring kids to get the COVID-19 vaccine, but those mandates don't exist. Youngkin's statement created a good amount of confusion as the CDC doesn't have the authority to mandate vaccines for states. So what was Youngkin referring to? He seemed to be responding to a CDC advisory committee which urged the CDC to add COVID shots to the list of vaccinations that are recommended recommended for kids and adults nationwide. The only way such a mandate could potentially exist in Virginia would be if state lawmakers passed a bill requiring the COVID vaccine for kids in school. Both Yunkin and the state's Republican House Speaker Todd Gilbert have said they would vigorously oppose that if it happened. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky has tested positive for COVID. A release from the agency says Walensky is up to date on her vaccinations, but she is still suffering mild symptoms. The CDC says the director will follow the agency's general guidelines and isolate at home, taking her meetings virtually. As a precaution, senior agency staff who were in close contact with Walensky have been informed and will monitor their health. Remember those historically low mortgage rates from just a few years ago? With those days seemingly over for a while, what does it mean for buyers around here? The number of houses for sale is starting to climb again, and higher rates have reduced demand. The buyer certainly has some more leverage. But Mike Frattinotti, the chief economist with the Mortgage Bankers Association, says because mortgage rates have more than doubled this year, the average borrower is paying more than before. More than $500 per month. He says you can adapt by looking at something beyond where you thought you wanted to live, either further away or... Just really sort of downsize a bit. And the number of adjustable rate mortgages have also started to surge. Since around here, Frattinoni says housing prices will still keep going up. But certainly expect home prices to go up much more slowly in the next couple of years than they did the last two. John Dome in WTOP News. Money News at 25 and 55. Here's Lisa Mateo. This is the Bloomberg Money Minute. The economic backdrop is taking a toll on store shelves. The National Retail Federation reports nearly $95 billion in losses last year associated with shrink, products that have gone bad or were stolen. Jennifer Bartesius, senior retail staples analyst with Bloomberg Intelligence, explains. The retail industry has had trouble keeping stores fully staffed because of higher costs. And at the same time, you have the consumer who's under 
lot of pressure financially. And whenever that happens, there's greater temptation for theft. But it's not just the average shopper. Rodney McMullen, who's the CEO of Kroger, actually was saying that late last year, a big chunk of their overall losses were related to organized crime. Many stores have resorted to locking up items and other security measures. There are things like RFID tags that help regulate where goods are moving within the store. There are things like video analytics where they can use video cameras to really look for changes in behavior or suspicious behavior. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Lisa Mateo on WTOP. Coming up after traffic and weather, both main parties are claiming momentum heading into November's midterms. It's 526. Oh, hello. When was the last time your health plan listened to your needs? I mean, really listen. 